Football on Off The Ball. Brought to you by the new Boil Sports app. Bet €10 Euro and get a free Now TV Sports Mobile Month Pass, showing exclusive darts and Premier League action. Welcome along to the Friday betting show. What a disastrous start. It's streaming across Twitter, Facebook and YouTube. I was trying to get into the, the Christmas spirit there with the little elf on my shoulder, but he's obviously camera shy and decided to take a dive a bit like uh, Cristiano Ronaldo in the penalty area. But today I'm joined in studio by Stephen Doyle and Raf Diallo and Leon Blanche from Boil Sports is on the line. So over the next half an hour, we will be looking ahead to the weekend's action, the final weekend before Christmas. We've got three €50 credits to give away across our social media accounts, so Twitter, Facebook and YouTube. If you want to get in touch across those social channels over the next half an hour, the best comments will be in with a chance of winning those prizes. And remember, it's all with thanks to Boyle Sports and always remember as well to gamble responsibly and only bet what you can afford we're going to look at the Boyle Sports offers this week. We'll be able to get them up on screen for you now. And uh, this is, if you bet €10, Euro, by the way, you'll get €50 Euro on uh, offtheball.com forward slash Boyle Sports for the new customers. And uh, Leon Blanche, our offers this week, uh, the treble offer is one that uh, interests me there. Chelsea, Manchester United and Manchester City uh, to win. It was 6-4, to four, now 5-2, to two, Leon. Yeah, look, I think that's a very, very decent um, enhancement, Phil. And I think, obviously, Manchester United, it kills me to say it, but I'm sure there's going to be a reaction from some of these players. They just down tools for Mourinho. But I've no doubt in my mind we'll see players putting in tackles. We'll see them chasing back. We'll see a bit of appetite they, that they should have always had. I think there is certainly to beat Cardiff. And I think the other two sides... Um, should oblige. So 5-2 to two about that treble is a very, very decent enhancement. Yeah, Chelsea at home to Leicester, Manchester City at home to Crystal Palace. Then the Liverpool offer, obviously Liverpool played tonight to score two or more goals. It was 7-4. to four. It's now 5-2, to two, Leon. This is a game that a lot of people think is going to be a tricky one for Liverpool just because of Wolves' record against the top six this season. Yeah, like myself included, Phil. Um, I think Wolves, after a little bit uh, shaky patch, they've been in tremendous form. I think they've won their last three. They play a very expansive brand of football. I think it'll be a great game to watch this evening. But Liverpool, of course, they scored three against United. They scored four against Bournemouth. And since that kind of lucky victory, and it was a lucky victory in the Merseyside derby, they were very lucky, I think, even to get a draw in that game. But they came away with all three points. And they've scored seven in the two games since then. So Liverpool can score, Wolves can score. Really looking forward to that game tonight. Yeah, great time of the year as well. The football keeps coming uh, thick and fast over the next few days. OK, let's look at last week's bets. Uh, we wanted to earn a few quid before Christmas. Um, we're going to start with your bet, Raf. Um, didn't quite work out. Didn't quite work out. You had, Huddersf close, but... you had Huddersfield and Newcastle, a nil-all draw, obviously... Uh, Newcastle got the win, 1-0. Great goal, actually. Nice yeah. move from uh, Newcastle. So that was your 11-2 uh, shot gone. But um, still wasn't the most exciting game. Ronan's bet. Ronan's not here. Everton, Manchester City, he had a draw. Um, you know, City started well. Everton, when they got back to 2-1, you thought, you know, it's not going to happen, is it? Yeah, I just... Uh, Man City at home, you know, Everton on the road... Yeah, I just I would have, I would have, yeah, would have, would have found that difficult for everything get get points there. Yeah. Uh, Kev's treble. 
Would you believe it? It came in. We had a winner. Oh he was yeah. in great form. He was, yeah. Now, there's, Leon, there's a few rumours that he mightn't have picked this one himself. <laughs> he, has, he has a consultant, an advisor. <laughs> but Watford, Tottenham and Liverpool all won, and that was 3-1 to one that he, he got that in. And I know he obviously would have had Watford and Tottenham results in the, in the bag. And he was at Anfield last week to see Liverpool beat Manchester United. So that came in. Well done to Kev. That was a long time coming. Oh, fair. fair play to him, Phil. Yeah. One out of a thousand. He's done well, the killer. He's done well. He's done well. well. Especially, I think, Watford as well, because they've been so you know, iffy over the last few weeks. Yeah. It was a great call to, to, to yeah. get them last week. Definitely. Got off to a great start, that goal from Delafeo. It was class. Leon, your bet, you went for Watford and Fulham to win. So you yeah. would have been sitting there at half five last Saturday thinking, right, Watford are in. Now let's see what Fulham can do against West or against, against West, West Ham. Ham. But yeah, Phil, I was disappointed with Fulham. Yeah. To be fair, they were at home. They never really lifted a leg, you know. And I thought, like with Ranieri, you know, he's only there a wet day, and they just didn't seem at any stage. I watched the game, and I never felt at any point that Fulham were going to get anything from the game. West Ham were in cruise control, and fair play to Pellegrini. I think we need to give him a good shout out. He's really got West Ham playing extremely well at the moment and they've got a big chance of making it is it five in a row this this weekend so yeah. fair play to West Ham they're, they're going yeah. well at the moment yeah they lost their first four games everyone thought oh no is he going to is he leading the, the sack race uh, yeah. my bet I went for Liverpool and Manchester United to draw now as dreadful as Manchester United are it was one all and Liverpool were taking shots from 30 yards out and I thought this is going to end in a draw Yeah. and then Shakiri obviously comes up with the Couple of deflected efforts. It's kind of hard for me to, to, to kind of mention this game because, you know, I'm, I'm kind of speaking with the results now in the bag. But I, I just had a feeling for Liverpool last week. I just thought United, you know, they've gone so stale under Mourinho. And I know that he was getting results going to big teams maybe last season, but I just thought that it all worn off. And I just think Liverpool needed to make a, a, a statement last weekend. They really did it. And it just goes, shows the depth they have now. Like, I mean, you can throw Shakiri on, which wasn't an option yeah. last season. So you were kind yeah. of running through the same tree. Obviously, a great forward line, but if that wasn't working out, where were you going next? Yeah, they had a yeah. plan B. Okay, well, look, it's yeah. Manchester United. We'll start with Leon. We'll, uh, we'll start looking ahead to this weekend's games now. Okay, so we mentioned uh, Liverpool are in action, but suppose, Leon, there's only one place to start. Manchester United, Jose Mourinho gone. We were in the office here on Tuesday morning. It was 10 to 10 and the news broke. And uh, it, it certainly perked us up. To, to That's one way of putting it. It perked us up, but it certainly per has perked up United fans. Their Christmas has come early um, because uh, it was just going nowhere with Jose Mourinho. No, it was going nowhere fast, uh, Phil. And I think they've done the right thing in terms of getting rid of Mourinho. Um, he'd obviously lost the dressing room quite some time ago, to be fair. And a club of that size, I still don't think they're going to make top four because, what are they, 11 points off at the minute? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have went for Solskjaer either. I don't know where that appointment has come from because he was dreadful with Cardiff. He hasn't done much since then. And it's a big risk to even give him the job until the end of the season. However, I do see them responding tomorrow night. I see the likes of Pogba, who has been an absolute disgrace, in my opinion. 
he hasn't lifted a leg for Mourinho. It doesn't matter if you don't get on with your coach. You're wearing a shirt. You're being paid a lot of money to do so. And you've got fans who are paying good money to come and watch you. And to watch some of his performances has been nut of, nothing short of embarrassing. But I do think they'll go to Cardiff. I do think they'll beat Cardiff because the likes of Pogba and some of the other players who have been sulking, they'll now say it was all Mourinho's fault. They'll put all the blame at him. They'll probably beat Cardiff by 3-1, three, three maybe even 4-1. They'll be loving it. They'll be celebrating in front of the fans. And everyone will think, oh my God, it's all Mourinho, which it's clearly not. But they'll beat Cardiff and I think they'll beat them quite comfortably, lads. Yeah, Stephen as yeah. well. Like The timing of it, the fixtures. Like You look at the fixtures that they have. They've obviously got Cardiff, they have Huddersfield, they have yeah. Bournemouth, they have Newcastle and then Reading. Yeah. It's the perfect time for a new manager to come in. You could easily see United winning those five games. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as well, because and we were on the Keith Andrews show yesterday kind of discussing this uh, issue. I think that you know, obviously Mourinho lost a lot of the players, they weren't playing for him. I think now a lot of those players will now want to go out and prove a point and actually, you know, kind of get a result to kind of nearly prove Mourinho wrong. And I think as well, because Solskjaer is there, they'll all want to impress the new manager. So I think Solskjaer is kind of in a really ideal situation now where all these players are going to be up for it. He's got the whole squad behind him, I think, tomorrow. I'd actually worry for... I I know Cardiff can make it really tough for teams when they go to the Cardiff City Stadium, but I think with all the quality in that United squad, they're going to go out and they're going to put on a big performance. I actually think they could beat Cardiff heavily tomorrow. I think it'll be 3-1, as Leon said, or maybe even 4-1. Raph, Ola Gunnar Solskjaer, is this uh, what they... They call a free hit from. On paper, it looks like it. I wouldn't be quite sure. I'm just though. talking about the job, not even yeah, the oh, game. Oh, yeah, no. In terms of like, he has nothing to lose here. I mean, he's going back to Malta, isn't he? After yeah. this uh, comes to an end, um, and you know, he has a limited time to do whatever he needs to do. So it's just trying to get that bounce. I'm not sure there will be a new manager bounce, given he's not like the permanent choice. If you know what I mean? I know, as you said, some players have something to prove, but I'm not sure if that'll actually quite work out. And Cardiff is a very tough place to go as well. I mean, they've won their last three home games. And um, I think we were just talking in the office outside. Neil Warnock, this is the type of game where he can actually get his players up, even yeah. though like, I, yeah, on paper I wondered, there's nothing I wonder if this is good or bad for Cardiff. But it probably is good because Warnock can say, right, lads, remember the way we slogged it out in the championship? It's because of the manager in the other dressing room. He got you relegated. He's coming back here. Let's uh, let's give him one hell of a game and welcome him yeah. back to the Premier League. It sounds more powerful if you just do it in his voice, though. Yeah, I, I did want to do a bad impression because <laughs> you have to throw in a few swear words as well. But, just but, be but, folks, Phil Egan does a brilliant Neil Warnock impression. It was, actually, it was actually very, very good. But uh, no, like, I mean, I, the way I expect United to line up anyway, Solskjaer's formation anyway at Molde, it's like an attacking four-three-three. So I'm just quite, I'm interested in who he will drop into that as well. I mean, it's probably going to be. Pogba, probably one defensive, and then maybe somebody's able to play advance, so maybe he'll play a Lingard in there. But um, trying to attack at a place like Cardiff, probably the best way to go, given Cardiff are probably of a more defensive mindset. But at the yeah. same time, it's like going, like it's like the old days when Sam Allardyce had his Bolton team at home. It's a tough place to go. So yeah. I would not be surprised if there is a surprise. I said there's going to be some crowd watching it. Leon, has there been much uh, in terms of the betting for the next? Full, uh, permanent manager, I presume Pochettino is probably top of the pile. That's the the manager that all United fans yeah, seem look, to want. Yeah, and I think probably uh, Phil United with the amount of money they have, the compensation to Spurs would be no problem. It's just whether Pochettino 
I don't see United in the Champions League next year. So does he want to go, like if Spurs qualify for Champions League again, does he want to leave that competition and go to Old Trafford? Look, we've actually paid out on Solskjaer. Um, being obviously the next manager, we've reopened the book. And Pochettino, as you rightly said, he's right up at the front of it. There was a bit of a rumour, um, I was hearing it over here in Spain, that Laurent Blanc, who of course played for United, managed PSG, He's rumoured to be very interested in it as well. Look, I don't know, Phil. I think Solskjaer, you're probably right. And as the guys have said, he's got a free hit at the moment. If he does remarkably well and he really gets the players playing for him and they're quite happy with him, who's to say he won't be the permanent manager come the kickoff of next season? But I'm sure Manchester United fans would love Pochettino. He's the type of manager. He brings forward youth. He, the players seem to respect him. His teams play for him and they play in a tracking style of football as well, which is what Man United fans want. So Spurs fans won't be happy to hear that. But I think if United want that man, they can certainly persuade him with plenty of money. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I wonder how many more press conferences Pochettino's uh, press officer is going to have to intervene. <laughs> yeah, That's, that seems like it's going to be an ongoing thing. Yeah, look, you know, I, I wouldn't go too hard on the press officer. I, I know... I did, I did think it was a little bit, and I've been in those situations before where you're told by a press officer not to ask certain questions, but look, Pochettino's a, he's, he's in his 40s, he's old enough to answer these questions himself. Yeah. If he doesn't want to talk about it, all he has to say is himself, look lads, I've had enough of these questions, let's move on, he can look after it himself. I thought it was a pretty, pretty overzealous uh, press officer, but I do think, <clears throat> and I've seen Manchester United fans giving Pochettino stick over the fact that, okay, yeah, he, he gets results and he gets Spurs into the top four, but he hasn't won anything. You know, so uh, this debate, like this debate, has been had over the last week, where Pochettino hasn't won trophies. Yeah, Mourinho, like, he'll tell you, he won three trophies. <laughs> right, he won two trophies. The Community Shield isn't a trophy. It's something you'd put the the tea on if you're bringing in the, the chocolate biscuits <laughs> in. But he won a League Cup and a Europa League. Yeah. But and I, I was comparing him to Klopp, say for example, like who's done a better job? Yeah. Like, are we? Everyone seems to be obsessed well, it's, with It depends trophy. whether you re regard top four as success. Yeah. You know, and I, it is success to a certain extent, but at the end of the day, a club like Manchester United, they deal in trophies. Yeah. Like Liverpool, like Real Madrid, like Barcelona, like all the best clubs, they deal, their currency is trophies. It's not getting top four. Yeah. And Pochettino hasn't won anything. Now, I'm not saying he won't. He might do with a better squad and more resources the Cup this at season. Old Trafford. He could do, yeah. It, look, you wouldn't write them off in the Champions League. I think Dortmund will give him a... You know, they, if they can get past them, they've every chance. But, yeah, look, I remain to be convinced on Pochettino. He might prove me wrong at the end of the season or if he goes to Old Trafford. But I'll always say, unless you've won a trophy, you're not a great manager. Whew. What do you think, Rob? Well, you do, and I think I heard it on the news round actually earlier in the week, um, you know, you do see certain managers who are talked up. Now, he has actually proven it in a different way, not by winning trophies, but by actually taking Tottenham from being kind of an all-surround. You look at their wage bill, I think they're, they have the sixth highest and they're consistently in the top four. But, uh, you know, take trophies out of the, ca out of the equation. Like you, you see managers like AVB who are highly rated. I mean, he won a Europa League with Porto and you look where he is now. Sometimes, Driving you know, a car somewhere. Yeah, driving a car in between Dakar and yeah. Paris or whatever, yeah, you know, yeah. but uh, it doesn't necessarily mean uh, like a manager star will shine for a certain amount of time. It doesn't mean it's going to be, you know, something that's going to go on for a long time. And also the structure around you might just might work. So Pochettino's worked out at Southampton and Tottenham doesn't necessarily mean Manchester United's the right place to be, especially yeah. they're trying to build something different here, bring in a director of football. We don't know what that's going to necessarily yeah. look like and whether 
he suits that and whether he actually ends up liking what's in and around him. Okay, before we move on from this game, Leon, obviously I'd say there's been a lot of money put on United to win this just because Mourinho's gone. Yeah, look, uh, Phil, they're, I mean, they're, they're actually just come in a slight bit. They, they, they were backed initially 4-6 to six to 4-7. to seven. They're now just right in the middle. They're 8-13. to 13. I mean, Cardiff, as Raf said, they've won their last three at home. They're a 9-2 to two chance and the draw is 3-1. to one. But I agree with Steve-O on this one. I just see United making a point here. Like, let's not be kidding around the bush here. They've got some serious players. Yeah. If they play to their full potential, they'll absolutely annihilate Cardiff. Cardiff wouldn't even be able to live with them. And I just think this game, it'll be like saying to Mourinho, that's what we could have done for you if we had a liked you. And I think they'll beat Cardiff. I don't agree with the players doing that, Phil. I'm totally against it. But it seems to happen with Mourinho quite often. Chelsea down tools on him. Real Madrid down tools on him. And United certainly down tools on him. So maybe he has a big, he's a big part to play in terms of what's happened. Okay, right. Wolves, Liverpool tonight, 8 o'clock. Liverpool unbeaten. Everything's going great, Steve-O. And then Dayan <laughs> Lovren opens his mouth. <laughs> I, like, I, Joe, something that was just, it's a brilliant, new, as, a, as a news reporter, it's a brilliant news line. I thought, oh, this is fantastic. Um, if I'm a Wolves player and I hear Dayan Lovren mouthing out of him on a Thursday before the big game that they, they can go the season unbeaten. You know, he's talking about replicating the Arsenal Invincibles back in 0304. Like, talk about that stuff maybe in the, in the last couple of weeks of the season when the, when the title's in the bag, whatever. But when you're not even at the midway point and you're coming out with this kind of stuff, it's, uh, I, I, like, I, really, I would like to think that Klopp had a serious word in his ear after this because I, th I think he's after Hex and Liverpool. <laughs> you know, we've had a couple of weeks where we thought this, this could be a dodgy game against them. Watford was one, I remember, a few weeks back. But I was watching them against the Bournemouth game, I think I found most interesting because I suppose they're on the same kind of level as Wolves. I think Bournemouth, they had them at home. They show Liverpool far too much respect. You know, Bournemouth are a high-pressing team. They like to get stuck into the opposition and, you know, use their pace and, and press up high. But they just stood off Liverpool and gave them too much respect. Liverpool midfield and the two, uh, the three attackers, I should say, they just had so much space to run at, at Bournemouth and Wolves have to try and avoid falling into that trap. I think Connor Cody is key as well, big Liverpool fan yeah, yeah. his whole life. He's going to go out there and he's been brilliant already this season. He's going to want to put on the performance of a lifetime. So I'm just, I'd be a little, I, look, on paper, Liverpool should win this and my, my head says Liverpool will win, but there's just something in there after Lovren coming out like that and if I think if Wolves take a lesson from what Bournemouth did wrong in that game, they have every chance of getting something out of this. Yeah, Raf, they have a great record against the top six. Only Spurs have beaten them. Yeah, only Wolves. Spurs have beaten them. And uh, then they obviously yeah. drew with City. What they, the way they played against City was they were quite happy to be a bit more defensive, but their counter-attacking football was brilliant. When yeah. they got the ball, they used it well, whereas you see teams against top teams, uh, when they get the ball, they can't hold on to it. Wolves didn't have that problem when they played against City. No, and I think they used set pieces in that game, if I remember well, to, to good effect as well. Yeah. The only thing, as you're kind of saying, you do feel like Liverpool are probably going to edge it in some way because yeah. they seem to have been doing it all season. But also, away from home, I think it kind of suits them a little bit because Mane's pace, I mean, if, or if you know the likes of Wolves push forward slightly, you're opening up space behind, which he can run into. Firmino's great at opening up space as well. Salah's a great finisher. It's what's worked for Liverpool for the last while. And I think in the last three games, they 
they've uh, they've scored at least three goals away from home in each of their last three away games. So I would always look at it as something that suits them. But as you're saying, with Wolves, I mean, they're on a really good run. I yeah. think for the first time since the 1980s, they've won three games in a row yeah. in the league, which is uh, very, very impressive. Of course, our own Matt Doherty's in there, uh, still nicking yeah. goals. Uh, wearing his gloves. Yeah. yeah, wearing his gloves as well. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. No, absolutely <laughs> not. No, Martin O'Neill didn't like it, but nothing wrong with it. Uh, Leon, what a chance this is for Liverpool to ensure they finish, or they will be top of the league at Christmas. and. It's a bit like the, the the UK number one. You know, everyone wants it. Everyone wants to be <laughs> top at yeah. Christmas. Look, you wouldn't be happy with Lovren. Um, but look, I mean, this is the same guy who said he was the best defender in the world. Um, so look, he's prone to it. Um, somehow, I think, being the fourth choice now at Liverpool, because I think he definitely is behind, obviously, Van Dijk. He's behind Gomez. And I also think he's behind Matip. So... Uh, he's coming out and saying silly things, but he's got to do it on the pitch. He's got a big chance now because the other two lads are injured until definitely after the Man City game and maybe a bit more. So he's got Arsenal at home, Newcastle at home, City away. But Liverpool, it'd be good, Phil, if they could win away from home. They seem to be getting the job done. But the player I've been most impressed with out of all Liverpool is Fabinho. And I just think for a player that came in for big money, and people were questioning him. He had a couple of iffy performances, maybe the first half away against Arsenal. But the way he dominated that game on Sunday against Manchester United, he's actually an all-round centre midfielder. He can go forward. He can go back. He can make a tackle. He can make a pass. I think Klopp has really found a player here. And I think the centre midfield is going to be built around Fabinho um, in times to come. And he's just got such a presence that I think... He gives a lot of confidence to the players around him. I'd be surprised if Liverpool can't win this field totally. They're 6-10 to 10 to do so, a little bit better than 1-2. to two. Um, Wolves are good. It'll be a test for them. I think they will sit back like they did against City. They are quite quick on the break as well. I'm fascinated to see Doherty up against Robertson. I think that's going to be one hell of a battle down the left hand or else the right hand side, whatever way you want to look at it. Two great players, um, both Doherty and Robertson, are excellent in their respective positions. And I'm really looking forward to tonight's game. I think both teams will score, but I think Liverpool will just edge it. Great start for you, Leon. You're gonna you're gonna love you're gonna like and dislike this one at the same time. Eight of the last eleven Christmas Day table toppers have gone on to win the Premier League, and the last four have all become champions. But the last team to <laughs> fail the last team to fail from that position was <laughs> was Liverpool. Liverpool thirteen fourteen. They slipped up that year, <laughs> yeah, didn't under. They? Under, under Mr. Rogers, I've no <laughs> doubt about that. Um, look, I was actually worried, Steve-O, um, thinking about it, like Liverpool United, they also have Arsenal, they've also got City, they've got Wolves away, and Newcastle at home, where Gomez is missing. I'm yeah. a huge fan of Gomez, and I just think I was really worried. But I just feel at the minute, Lovren can still make a huge mistake. We all know that. But the key is Van Dijk beside him. Van Dijk is talking to him. You see the United game. He's talking to him nearly the entire game telling him where to be, what to do. And I think when you look back at the fabulous Paul McGrath, when anyone played beside him, he made them look 10 times better than they actually were. And I think the same can be made about if you play beside Van Dijk. He's so good. I just think with him, if he stays fit, I think Liverpool have got a real chance. I still think City will win the league, Stevo, because they've got a better squad. But it'd be good for the Premier League if we can keep it going until at least March or even April. Someone stick with City. And the other side's behind them. The likes of Spurs, big win for them. Um, late goal, obviously, at Wembley. 
won again. Chelsea, they've got to stick in there. They mightn't win the league, but they've got to try and hang on to the coattails of the top two to keep everybody interested. Yeah, just the point on Fabinho, actually, I just wanted to bring up as well. I mean, Klopp took his time bringing him in, and this seems to be a pattern that seems to work because you brought up Robertson as well. That was a player. Yeah. Everyone Maybe was... United are doing that with Fred. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but um, there was a, I remember there was calls for Robertson to be brought in, um, and Klopp waited. I mean, he kept playing Moreno, which, of yeah. course, is... It's infuriated. Liverpool yeah, fans. which yeah. infuriated them and didn't necessarily work out. But it seems to be something he's doing. He's doing it with Keita, although Keita has had the odd injury as well. But he's actually been very patient in terms of bringing these guys in, getting them to know the system, and then it seems to work out over time. OK, we're going to rattle through the next few games. Um, Manchester City, obviously, in action tomorrow at 3 o'clock, and... Uh, at home to Crystal Palace, nine out of nine they've won. Stevo, it's going to be ten, isn't it? Yeah, and absolutely. Like I, I wouldn't even spend too much time talking about it because Palace are just, uh, I, I like they don't have a goal scorer for a start. Uh, the ones that they do have aren't very good, and they're injured. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know they're obviously depending on Zaha being fit and Townsend being fit, but they're going to the Lions down here and they're going to get savaged. Yeah. yeah, no, City, I think, again, just like Liverpool scoring three, um, at least three goals in each of their last three away games. At home, City have scored uh, three, at least three goals in their last five home games. So yeah. And you De Bruyne back yeah. as well. And De Bruyne back. Yeah. 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 Aguero's, Aguero's back. Fit. David Silva will be back soon. Jesus has scored now as Jesus well. Jesus actually started looking sharp. Leon, this is a, a, we're doing this game on Premier League Live tomorrow on Today FM, and when I'm sitting in the studio tomorrow, all I'm praying for is that Palace can just withstand the first 20 minutes and we actually have a game <laughs> um, I think Phil your prayers will not be answered um, I can definitely see City look you're looking at the total goals over three and a half is only 10 to 11 Wow. I mean even over four and a half goals is only two to one and as as you and the guys have just said De Bruyne coming back Aguero on the bench they're going to have David Silva back soon Jesus that will do him the world of good getting those couple of goals because he was struggling. He was missing chances that he was normally taking. He's not in the same class as Aguero, but confidence can do a lot for strikers. If you just believe you're going to score, more often than not, you do. City to win easy, lads, by yeah. at least two or three goals. It kind of has the look of a 5-1. Yeah. That's, yeah, what, I that's what I'm thinking. So I, some decent games at 3 o'clock tomorrow, obviously. Chelsea and Leicester. Um, Chelsea obviously want to stay in touch. Leicester, I think... I don't know what the betting is on this now, Leon, but I think Mr. Puel is a shout for the next manager to get sacked. He really yeah, annoyed yeah. Leicester fans on when, on Wednesday night or Tuesday night when he didn't pick a full team for the City game. Yeah, but you know what? Like, yeah, I mean, I can see that, Phil, but I mean, they did get the penalties. Yeah. Even with a weak inside, I mean, they Some still of the worst got penalties pen you'll ever see. <laughs> Terrible, terrible penalties. But, you know, I mean, I suppose when you look at it, you do say, as a Leicester City fan, that was a chance, if you got by City, of winning something. They're not going to win anything else. So you can see where the fans are coming from. I have a little bit of sympathy for the manager trying to give some of his star players a bit of a rest ahead of a crazy schedule of games. But they're 10-1 to 1 to beat City. Or, sorry, to beat Chelsea. Chelsea are 1-3. to 3. I mean, you see Hazard coming off the bench. It was the most luckiest goal you'll ever score, but you create your own luck. Yeah. Hazard was brilliant against Brighton in the first half. He basically won them the game. And what Chelsea do, like all Italian sides, of course, they're managed by Sarri. Once you go 2-0 up, you take the foot off the gas and you shut up shop. 
So Chelsea are never going to give you a 4 or 5 nil exciting game. But I can see a 2 nil win again for Chelsea. I fully expect them to beat Leicester. Um, and I think Chelsea are a team at the minute. They're going very well in the uh, Europa League. I wouldn't be surprised if they go all the way in that. Qualify for the Champions League anyway. But as I said a little bit earlier, keep winning these games. Keep hanging on to the coattails of City and Liverpool. And you just never know. Yeah, just uh, quickly one on Arsenal Burnley, lads. That's three o'clock tomorrow. The Arsenal run came to an end last weekend, mm-hmm. and they had chances against Spurs. But defensively, I know they've got injuries and yeah. they had suspensions as well last week. But yeah, it, well, like, so I, know, much... I know Holding was one of those injured. Yeah. I don't think he was a big loss to be honest, because I, I just think he's he's not a very good defender and doesn't work well in that system of the three at the back. Um, you know, I think actually Socrates actually oh, surprised me. I didn't think he was going to be their better defender, but I think he actually has been. He's been pretty good. Um, the thing with Arsenal at home is that we saw the last time against Huddersfield, they really struggled to win that match against yeah. Huddersfield. And I wonder if Sean Dyche might look at that and kind of see what Huddersfield did in that game, really keep it tight and grind Arsenal down and make it, as we know, they still haven't led at half-time yeah. in a game yet this season, which is an incredible statistic. Yeah, yeah um, phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. But I think... Um, uh, look, I, I do think they they should beat Burnley, like you know Burnley on the road. Burnley we were very unlucky last week, Raf. They were, yeah, very very unlucky until that. Well, I mean Tottenham did miss a few chances yeah. uh, towards the end that they, I think Ali probably would have put one away at the at the far post, and then maybe they would have gone on one one or well, more than the one nil two nil. Um, but uh, yeah, Burnley. I mean defensively they've been quite poor this season, which is very uncharacteristic. But I think. Now that like the Europa League is something that's long forgotten now, they have a bit of time on the training ga- training ground. They can actually work on those systems and just to shut up shop. Now the Emirates is a very tough place to go, and Burnley haven't had a good record there. So I would still tip Arsenal to do the job there. But maybe if they tweak their formation because they've gone three five two a fair bit recently, and I don't know if that necessarily works in terms of having the playmakers to break down um, opposition teams like Burnley. Yeah, Burnley went three at the back as well last week, or five at the back, right? You mentioned the word tips, right? We're going to go into this week's bets. We're going to start with your bet, Raf. Um, uh, Cardiff to hold Manchester United. Yeah, you, you like the old draws, don't you? I do, we, I do. Uh, we should be able to get that up on, on screen there. There it is. Look, Cardiff, Manchester United, 14-5, to five, the draw. And are you just thinking... I'm just counting in the mixer? on... I'm just counting on Neil Warnock... The mixer indeed as well, <laughs> and uh, just the fact I don't expect as big a new manager bounce as would have been had there been a permanent manager yeah. appointed. Okay, just watch out for those long throws from Cardiff. Every time they get one, <laughs> the excitement builds, but yeah. uh, that, that's an, an interesting one. Uh, Leon, your bet, you've, uh, you've gone for Southampton, Chelsea and Manchester United all to win. See it there? Five yeah. to one. Yeah. Five to one. I'm keeping it a little bit... Safe enough, I feel, with Chelsea and United. I hear what Rafa's saying, but I do feel United will have enough to see off Cardiff. And then I just looked for a team that who have had a reaction and no bigger reaction than beating Arsenal last week at home for new Southampton manager. And in Danny Ings, Phil, I've been saying this, and I know you've said it as well on the betting show, he scores goals. If you give Danny Ings chances... He scores. I think he's got six or seven and he's missed a few games already. And that's six or seven for a poor Southampton team. So I just saw Southampton in around the six to four, 13 to eight mark. And I, th- and I thought that they would bring up the bet. And Huddersfield, although they play all right, they just don't score enough. 
Like Raf was unlucky last week when he went for the nil all against Newcastle. Newcastle probably had one move, which was the goal. I was right I about I was right about one of the nils, at least yeah. the Huddersfield side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just think Southampton will have enough. Yeah, that, um, I think they've, and I think even looking at their bench, when you can bring on even Charlie Austin, he's not a bad player to have on the bench for the last 20, 25 minutes, as we saw against Arsenal. He's another goal scorer. So I think Southampton have got more than Huddersfield, and I think hopefully they'll get me back to winning ways. Okay, and uh, we're going on to Stephen's bet now, and. Uh, Talk us through this one, Steve. Yeah, looking for, goal I'm, score. I'm looking for back-to-back. So I missed last week, uh, wasn't around. So uh, going for back-to-back wins here. Anytime goal scorers. Um, I'm with Leon on this. Danny Ings, uh, he's got three in the last uh, three games. He's got a brace, obviously, against Arsenal last week. He's going to score goals. I do expect Southampton to go to Huddersfield and win. Huddersfield missing Aaron Moy. He's a big loss for them. And I just, yeah, if, the, if Southampton score, Danny Ings is going to get at least one of those goals. And Mitrovic... He's gone back to Newcastle United. He's got a put. He doesn't like Rafa Benitez. He's got to want to go and make a, sh- a point to Rafa Benitez. And I love Mitrovic. He's an absolute nutcase. Um, <laughs> I I just think he's a brilliant finisher when he's on his day. And I just expect him to want to. He's want to to. He's going to want to go and rub it into all the black and whites up in the Gallo Gate. And I fully expect Mitrovic to get one. So I just think the double there. It's just over six to one. I think for that altogether. I have no problem if Mitrovic scores, Steve-O, but I hope he doesn't botch up my bet. I've gone for <laughs> a double that includes Newcastle. I've gone for Newcastle to to win at home to Fulham, and I've gone for Bournemouth to win at home to Brighton. I know Bournemouth are on a, a poor run of form, but Brighton are desperate away from home. No Shane Duffy. Callum Wilson is back for Bournemouth. And I just think Newcastle will get the job done against Fulham because I'm actually starting to worry a little bit about Fulham. I thought they would have yeah. reacted a bit better under Claudio. Yeah, the West Ham game is a big, big worry, given yeah. West Ham traditionally can be quite flaky. And I, I know they're on a great run, but uh, I thought I would have expected a lot more. And they didn't really lay a glove on uh, West Ham at all. Yeah, yeah. so that's, uh, that's pretty much it. Um, Leon, I'm sure uh, you're in, looking forward to enjoying the, the Christmas. A lot of football on yeah. over Christmas. A lot of football. A lot of racing, Phil. Um, it's a great time for sports fans, for sure. And maybe just a quick mention of the game on Sunday, Phil. Everton Spurs. I think that'll be a cracking game of football. Uh, two very attacking sides. And I just, I, I just like Everton at home at 21 to 10. I think they're probably overpriced. I know Spurs are going well, but anytime you get, you know, a team of Everton's capabilities over two to one at home. It just kind of gets my juices flowing, let's say. Yeah. Okay, we'll leave it there. Leon, thanks a million. Have a great Christmas. And we'll, uh, we'll yeah, be chatting. Happy cha- Christmas, lads. Happy Christmas, Leon. Happy Christmas. We'll be chatting to you soon. All the best, Phil. Happy Christmas. Thanks we'll be very much. Soon. Thanks very much, Leon, Stephen, Raf. Very happy Christmas to you. Where's my elf gone? You, Phil. He's on, the, <laughs> he's on your other side. There he is here. Look, he, this is the guy that took a dive. He took a dive <laughs> off uh, off my shoulder beforehand. But uh, that, pretty, that is our lot. As I said, have a, a great Christmas and we'll chat to you soon. Football on Off The Ball Brought to you by the new Boyle Sports app Bet €10 and get a free Now TV Sports Mobile Month Pass Showing exclusive darts and Premier League action 